How's it going today, my lovely listeners? It's Brenna. Whether your answer is good, bad, or somewhere in the middle, I hope this podcast provides a respite for your souls. We talk about the hard spaces. Today, I am joined with my first remote guest, Sabina, who I mentioned in my first episode, who is an integral part of me actually starting this podcast and starting soul things. So welcome to the podcast, Sabina. Hey, yay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so like I said before, Sabina and I have been in each other's lives since college. We met at Moody Bible Institute and Women's Choir and have uh, really walked uh, with each other through some hard spaces in our own lives, um, but also um, have just been able to enjoy uh, growing in each other's friendship. But yeah, Sabina, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, kind of what you're doing in school right now, and then we can sort of... Uh, introduce our topic and dive into the hard space that we're talking about today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm Sabina and I was born in the U S but raised in India, um, as a missionary kid. So my parents are missionaries and spent, um, my entire life there and then moved to the U S, um, for college. So that's kind of where Brenna and I met, um, got my undergrad in counseling and human services. And I'm currently getting my master's in Christian leadership here in Texas. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, she's in good old Dallas, Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, Awesome. Yeah, so today um, we are talking about a topic related to church Mm -hmm. and something that I think a lot of people in their uh, early to mid-20s and maybe even later 20s are Mm -hmm. trying to find their church. And Mm -hmm. whether you grew up in church which is Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, both of our stories, Um, Mm -hmm. or you are brand new to church and you're trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, Most people, you know, in this decade are trying to find a new church because of the life changes that happen in this decade of going off to college, moving to other Mm -hmm. states, maybe if you get married, you know, whatever, uh, or move countries like in your case. So, you know, whatever situation, a lot of that happens in your twenties and not to say, you know, you're not, you know, once you find your church, you're going to find it in your twenties or, you know, anything like that. But I think this is a, um, a challenge and maybe a hard space that people our age are dealing with. And I know, um, you, it's part of your story. It's something Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with right now. So, um, Mm -hmm. to sort of kind of start off this Mm -hmm. topic, I guess, can you just sort of talk Uh, a little bit more about your background and the church Mm -hmm. that you grew up in and kind of where you're at now in like, have you found a church? Are you still looking for a church? And what, and if you did, what was that transition like? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so I, like I said, I grew up in India, so I grew up in the Indian church, um, and, um, was part of that for my entire life. And then when I moved to the U S it, um, I just had an, I was in Chicago, so there weren't that many options for Indian churches, at least not the ones that I had heard about. Um, So in the back of my head, I had to start looking for churches that I aligned with theologically and could see myself there and, you know, could build relationships and stuff like that. And so I started um, doing that. I went to like an Indian church for six months in Chicago. And um, by the end of that six months, I just really felt like I had to look for something else, something closer um, to school and um, something that would help me in my spiritual life. Because I felt like the previous church was really lacking in um, just good theological sermons and 
um, training and stuff like that. So I decided to just look for another church close by. And um, that's when I found my church in Chicago um, called Park Community Church and was part of um, that church for like the next five years um, and um, really loved it. There were definitely pros and cons and I learned so much about, you know, looking for a church through that season. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I felt that too. I think a, a lot of people in their twenties, like whether you live in another country or not or mm-hmm. whatever, when that moment when you're like going off to college and mm-hmm. you're really like shaping like what you actually believe in your worldview, like you're really trying to figure this out. I mean, whether you're in college or not, I guess that's the kind of the age where you're trying to, you know, figure out who you are and everything. And I think finding a church is such like a, a key part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, that is part of the reason that sometimes like maybe it can be like really hard mm-hmm. um, because you're trying to to navigate like your own beliefs and th- and and like within the Christian faith like your the- like the different doctrines and theology within that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I guess what was there about like that church that you were like, okay, like mm-hmm. this is where I want to be. Was it like yeah. the sermons? Was it the community? Was it all of the above? Like what, what are sort of certain elements that sort of helped you solidify like, okay, like this is the church I want to be at. Cause I think people yeah. listening might be thinking like, I don't know, like, is it a, just a feeling you have? Is it yeah. like, you know, is it the spirit? Like, how do you know? Like, yeah. or is that just overthinking it? You know, like how did yeah. you... Yeah, definitely. Um, make sure you know what you're looking for. Is after I left that Indian church and started looking for churches, I didn't want to um, visit multiple churches. You know, I feel like I get really overwhelmed with too many options and then can't decide. So I didn't want, personally, I didn't want to visit too many churches. And so I knew in my head that I was looking for a church that um, loved the Lord and preached God's word. That was the top thing for me. And then, um, and then being a musician and, um, th- I was looking for like the, the worship team and, um, their style of leading worship and stuff like that. But the first one was definitely theologically, where are they and do I align with them? Um, and my friends invited me to this church. I ended up going with them and, that while they were preaching their sermon, I just felt like the leadership was really, really strong. They seemed like they had a healthy dependence on each other. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. But I just felt like they they had a really healthy leadership and I could trust healthy leadership, you know? Um, and then uh, I'm not sure who preached, but I remember thinking like the sermon was just really, really good. And um, I felt calm there, you know, in other churches, I sometimes just start feeling anxious and angry and this and that when the sermon would start because I just didn't know what they were talking about and it was just really confusing and I didn't agree with it. So, but at this church, I just felt calm and I felt like I can just turn my, you know, just just sit down and listen and interact with the sermon instead of trying to critique it. I think one one con of going to Bible school and studying so much about the scripture and being in these preaching classes and Bible study classes and stuff like that is you just naturally tend to have this filter, you know? And so 
I really wanted to find a church where I can just calm down and not have to like constantly filter things out, you know? And then Mm -hmm. the music was great. The worship was great. So um, those were just like the two things that I saw and I decided to just stay um, and just keep going. It was really close to uh, my school. So even logistically, like figuring out, is this possible? Can I actually go to this church? Is it close by? Can I be part of the small groups and can I actually serve here? Like if it's too far for you, you're just never going to go, you know, just practically, it's just not going to work. So looking for churches that, that are close by is also important, you know? Yeah. I think Um, that's a, that's a point that I've been learning recently too, is mm -hmm. like the, one of the churches that I was, um, trying to go to after college, I was like, oh, it's only 45 minutes. Like, that's not that Mm -hmm. bad. But if you really want to get plugged in and like be a part of that community and be there beyond just a Sunday, like you're saying, logistically, it just, you're going to make more excuses not to go. You're not going to really feel, you're going to feel maybe more distant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I'm realizing that that finding something that is close to you is Mm -hmm. actually a lot more important than at first. It's like, no, as long as it's a great church, it's like, well, there's a lot of great churches out there. Is it, is it, does it make sense? And is it, because God, I think has placed us wherever, whatever state, neighborhood, country Mm -hmm. that we're in for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. And a part of that, I think is like the churches that are in that area that are solid. It's like, there's going to be one that's close by. You just have to, you know, commit to that. So I think I I do want to point out something that you had mentioned a little bit uh, earlier when you were talking about uh, not wanting to look for too long or shop Mm -hmm. around for too long. And I think, Um, that's something that I've been getting frustrated with is what we call church shopping, I guess you could say of Mm -hmm. having this almost like not maybe some people, maybe not others of this consumeristic mentality of like, Mm -hmm. I want this. Cause I think there's a balance between what you want out of a church and then being like only focused on like, what am I getting out of this versus where do I see myself plugging in? And -hmm. I think that there can be a danger in that, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess, how do you sort of come to terms with like, like what sort of helped you make that decision of like, listen, I don't want to look at like 10 churches and it take like six months for me to figure this out. But I also don't just want to pick one for the sake of not taking forever. But I guess, yeah, I think people can be struggling with that, but how did you sort of like, you know, make that decision to be like, I'm not going to look around for so long. And like, why is that super like important for you? Yeah. Um, the church is not particularly there to serve you and you only like the church is there for the community and, um, to serve the community and to share the gospel. And so one thing that really gets me is when I ask people, Hey, have you, have you found a church yet? They're like, no, and they've been looking for like six months to a year, and if not more. And what they're looking for is the feeling. They're looking for this feeling of, oh, I didn't really feel seen there. I didn't really feel known or loved, or I didn't feel like I could have those conversations with people. And I didn't feel like I connected. And, it, and part of me is like, no, that's just anxiety when you move into like a new space, you know? And you have to let, give yourself time to get to know a church and actually be seen, loved, and known. Like, that's not going to happen in one visit, you know? Um, I, I was at my church for five years, and it was after five years that I felt um, seen, loved, and known. It, it didn't happen the first day, you know? And a huge part of it is also finding your community. And at that church, it took time. 
forgot to bring the right people into my life so I could feel um, I'm known, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's an important point is like once the church has like checked your boxes theologically, Mm -hmm. you feel like the messaging is great. You feel a sense of like the spirit being like, this is, this is a good place to be at to also adjust your expectations of, I am not going to feel super close to everybody. Like this is like, it's not going to feel like, yes, like the body of Christ. Yes. Brothers and sisters in Christ, but those Mm -hmm. like lifelong friendships that you may have outside of church are going to feel a lot different than you. Like you shouldn't just go and expecting like, okay, like I'm going to like feel Mm -hmm. like fully known, accepted and loved when it's been like two weeks. So I think like that's something that I've had to learn too. And I think in, in like having your expectations of finding a church is like making sure that like you have a posture to serve eventually, like, you know, again, still getting to know the church and the people, you don't have to dive in right away, Mm -hmm. but also just like, making sure you have that balance of like, is this church going to feed me? And then also yeah. do I see a place for me to like yeah. engage yeah. and yeah. feel like you were saying, like yeah. actually, you know, use my yeah. gifts, use my gifts. Not, not to throw, not to throw shade, but sometimes people who say that I don't feel loved, seen or known or whatever, they're the ones who are just sitting there for two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, or a month. And so every Sunday you're going to church and you're just sitting in the church but you're not interacting with anyone after the service. So how do you expect to like build relationships, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's equally like, what are you doing to build relationships? Because man, when you go to a new church, it is so much more about you, but like, you have to try to get plugged in. The yeah. church is trying, like now I, I work at a church and so I see the insides of it. Like the church is trying to get you connected and plugged in, but you have to email the person. You have to text the number. You have to, you know, yeah. Um, put effort in because it's yeah, fine that you're looking for your home church, you know? Right. Not right. The other and sometimes way I, no, I, I totally get that. And I feel like I was even guilty at times of when I was first looking. And I think even like during college, because I, even though we met at Moody, like I went to an, uh, another state school in North Carolina and finding a church there, which is like pretty much the Bible Belt yeah. and church on every corner, like a mm-hmm. lot of options. Mm-hmm. But I sort of had this mentality of like, oh, well, like they didn't do this or yeah. they didn't like email me enough or they did. They like anything yeah. they did was just an excuse for me not to like engage. Yeah. And I think there's also to the other side of that, just to address people who are maybe coming out of like some bad experiences with the church or church mm-hmm. hurt like you find yourself in a space of needing to heal and to sit mm-hmm. back for a second and to receive yeah. there mm-hmm. is a definitely a time and place for that but I think more yeah. of what we're trying to say is the next step when you feel ready whatever yeah. stage you're in need there yeah. needs to be like a two-way like yeah. I want to give and also yeah. receive and I think that's how yeah. God designed it yeah I feel like prayer is a big part of this process mm-hmm. um, and asking the Lord, Hey, what should I be looking for? Or should I stay here? Should I go? And constantly keeping that communication going because I, I did, I spent a year at this church, not doing a whole lot because I was coming out of just hurt and confusion and pain and stuff like that and needed to work through it. Mm-hmm. And so for a full year, I didn't do a whole lot. But it was after a year, year and a half that life circumstances kind of just forced me to spend more time in church and 
um, things were happening. And um, that's when God was saying like, hey, I need you to um, get plugged in. I need you to, you know, maybe audition for the worship team or things like that. So prayer is key. Like make sure you are praying as you look through this, pro- like as you go through this process, because it's a hard process and you don't want to be in it for too long. It's frustrating. You feel out of place. And um, and if you don't have community, it's just really, really hard. So make sure you're praying and you, you know what you're looking for. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Prayer and walking with the spirit through all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it for you? So you talked about the church you were at for a long time in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so now Mm -hmm. you're in Texas, Mm -hmm. which is a different environment than Chicago. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. I know, you know, being plugged into a specific church is sort of part of your program. But how has it been sort of kind of adjusting to that? And like, Mm -hmm. um, did you did you have to find your church? Were you assigned to go to a specific church or how did that sort of transition work for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So currently I'm doing my residency, which it's called a church residency program. So you work at a church um, and that's the church that you attend as well. So you you don't have the option to go look for another church for Sundays because that's where you work and that's where you will be attending. Um, and so this church, I guess, in a way was assigned to me uh, when I left Chicago. This is where I knew I was going to be working at and attending and then getting my master's from DTS. So that's just the entire program. So right now I don't have that uh, freedom to go look for churches and figure out what church aligns with um, just who I am and um, where I can see myself in the future, you know? Yeah. Did you feel like a sense of relief of like, okay, I don't like, I'm moving to another state. I don't need to look for it. I don't have to go through this process all over again. Or did you kind Mm -hmm. of feel like, oh, now it's like, I don't have any options. I just have to go with wherever. Like how, Mm -hmm. how did you feel going into that program and, and that aspect of it? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, there is there is this really cool opportunity that we have. I think I was telling you, Brenna, earlier that um, being in America, we can church shop. And that's a very normal concept, you know. But that's not the case for everyone else in the world, especially places like India. You can't just go church shopping. Like, there aren't that many options, Um and so there's pros and cons to that. I think part of the reason why we're taking so long to find a church is because we have so many options and we can kind of make our own little blend, you know, and it's and I, it's not the best way to go about it because um, it becomes so much more consumeristic. Um, but the sad part about um, not having that many options, is sometimes you just end up at a church and you have to stay there for um, you pick your battles, basically. You, you think like, oh, over here, I have a good community, you know, and theologically, they're okay. <laughs> and then you just kind of stay there. And maybe there are other things that you don't agree with about this church. So there's pros and cons about looking for a church that um, that you want to be part of and definitely is a privilege to be able to do that. And so um, going back to your question, I think I would have liked to go like, visit different churches and figure out what church I want to be part of. Um, That's just a huge part of what I like doing when I move to a new place. And so not getting that opportunity and to just be part of a, um, a a church was hard. um, But I kind of had to bring it back to why I'm here and the purpose of it. The church that I go to right now is very different from my church in Chicago or from my church in India. Um, But 
it's good to be here for this season. I feel like I'm learning a lot about um, the American church and uh, also just like church in the South, you know? So, yeah. 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 I think, I think that that's a great point. And I think it's important. Yeah. For people to be aware of like the different realities of the church and how like your options in church shopping in like other countries Mm -hmm. too, and how it can be different. So I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's really like, um, yeah, important to talk about. Um, the other, um, the other sort of audience I sort of wanted to speak to, and I sort of mentioned at the beginning is, and there's a little bit of an overlap, but, Mm -hmm. um, the people that didn't, that are listening, maybe that are new to Christianity in their twenties or yeah, yeah, didn't grow up in church and church culture. So maybe like the idea of like a small group or a life group is like, what is that? Like, you know, it's just like, I think sometimes we think it's so like, Oh, this is normal. Like whatever, like, but like, there's a lot of things when it comes to church shopping that can be Mm -hmm. sort of like, like, what am I looking for? Like, what is like, I like, and it can almost be maybe even a little bit more overwhelming for the Mm -hmm. people that are, so new to this one, we've already mm-hmm. talked about this because of there's so many options yeah. in America. Um, but two, yeah, sometimes people can just put a lot of pressure on themselves. Like I need to make the right choice, like yeah. in order to grow in my faith, in order to become a better Christian and follower of Christ. Yeah. Um, I need to find the perfect church, which yeah. we know <laughs> is such Good a, I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> is, is such a oh lie. Yes. And I think the one thing that the enemy definitely will try to attack, especially that audience mm-hmm. is like you were saying, wanting to keep them in that cycle of like constantly yeah. church shopping yeah. and never actually engaging and being, yeah. and being coming that vessel for God to mm-hmm. like serve in the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of becoming like, Oh, well, I liked how you know people were over here or like this you know I like this and that and you like little bits instead of like this is like this is where I want to plug in and serve and I think the enemy wants you to think of the negatives that this isn't a perfect church and so like just encouraging people that like the church big c church right that all Mm -hmm. Christians are broken people Mm -hmm. and so I think there's a difference between like keeping an eye out for unhealthy things in a church and also Mm -hmm. like well, like, yeah, I might get hurt or like, like you're saying, there might be things at the church you've been assigned to or whatever stage mm-hmm. of life that you're in that you're like, I don't necessarily like, like this about this mm-hmm. or this person said this and instead of like nitpicking and trying mm-hmm. to find this perfect church, mm-hmm. like just being open to the reality that the church is a broken mm-hmm. uh, entity and yeah. exists, yeah. you know? So I guess what, what would you yeah. sort of say to that audience who's like church shopping and is yeah. like, wrestling with all of these things yeah <laughs> man glad you're here you know glad you're shirt sure, like church shopping and well it's it sounds weird to say church shopping but glad you're looking for a church you know and that's a really good place to be at you need the church you need people and um to grow in your faith to know god more you need his people and so um so that's really good and there is no such thing as the perfect church. And so every church that you go to, as you get more plugged in, like if you think your church is perfect, you're probably not plugged in. You probably don't know the church, you know? Um, but as you get plugged in, you'll begin to see where the church falls short. You know, there will be things that you don't like and um, would want to change. Um, but don't come in as like, oh, I want to fix all these things because you're not perfect either. And so 
And so just try to be like humble as you try to see, you know, what the church is going through and their struggles. And um, if you can, if there are other parts of the church, like if you feel like you're, um, if they're preaching the word of God. Now, as a new believer, you may not know, you know, because you're still trying to figure out. So I would say if it's possible, bring a friend with you, someone who is a Christian. Um, And that's hard because maybe they don't have that friend, you know. Um, I would say pray. Then if you don't have a friend, then pray and help, you know, ask the Lord to kind of guide you and use you through that. But um, if you do have a friend, go with the friend, go with that Christian friend. Um, If you trust them, if you love them, and um, if you're truly friends with them, they will help you through the process and help you find a church. Um, And to the Christian friends, if you, if you know of someone who is new to the faith, help them navigate through this, you know? And it will be refreshing to your faith as well. Um, As you kind of help them navigate through this, you'll get to see what you should be focusing on and what you shouldn't be focusing on. And so it's a hard process. It's worth it. Um, Give it time. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice, Sabina. And I think, yeah, that's just important to keep in mind is giving yourself grace, especially if you're a newer believer or new Mm -hmm. to the church. And um, knowing that, you know, you might not have as much like knowledge of the scriptures or what to be looking for. But like Sabino was saying, it's like using the resources like God has given us with hit, like we have like access to God, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have the scriptures, we have prayer, we have like hopefully a a few Christian friends and like using those to be able to sort of continue to discern. And it might take you longer than maybe somebody who's like grown up in the church and has all this knowledge, but like that doesn't, um, don't be discouraged in that and continue to, because I think that's another thing the enemy can use is like, well, see, you got this wrong or see the church is messed up or see this or that. And like focusing on that negative, like we were Mm -hmm. saying before Mm -hmm. and just allowing space for not necessarily like, like mistakes, but like, you know, giving yourself some time to like, Mm -hmm. be like, oh yeah, I was at this church for six months. And as I was getting to know the scriptures and stuff, I started to realize the preaching wasn't actually aligning with that. So now I got to find a different, you know, like sometimes like it's just, going to take a little bit longer but don't Mm -hmm. let your heart be discouraged um and continue to see the value and and I think that's something I kind of want to maybe close with and talk about is like the importance Mm -hmm. of um finding that church for um, because maybe with both sides of these audiences of people who grew up in the church whether Mm -hmm. they have major hurt or not from it and now we're trying Mm -hmm. to find a new one um which is sort of where I'm at yeah. Or the person that's new to this and is trying to be like, should I go to church? Should I not? Like, yeah. why is it important, Sabina, for to put in all of this effort into yeah. to plug in and to find a church? Yeah. Why can't I just have my Bible and pray? Yeah. Wow. Because of a lot of reasons. But um, I'm thinking of how God has created for each other for, you know, has created us for each other. And so first and foremost, you can't do it by yourself. You need other people. Um, And God, there was a reason why he asked us, you know, to be part of a church community and um, to know him more. That's how we know him more. If we kind of just stay within ourselves and read our, read our Bible and pray, that's really good. And we should have that time. It's called personal quiet time. But that can't be your entire life, you know. You have to, 
be part of a church and get to know other people. That's where the iron dropping iron happens, um, where you are challenged and um, you have to think through your struggles and your story. And so much more transformation happens if you're part of a um, good, healthy church. Um, Yeah. There's so much more that I could say, but um, if you're in the process, just keep going and give yourself grace. If it's been really long and you still haven't found a church, it's okay. Just keep looking and bring a friend along the next time. Um, This season, right after, um, well, we're still kind of navigating through the virus, but this is a hard season to be in, you know, we've all kind of been isolated and haven't been to a church and have just done the online church for a long time. So now coming back, it's going to take a minute, you know, but just know that, Hey, it's important to be part of a church community and um, you don't have to do this by yourself. You need other people. And so put yourself out there and um, look for a church and then commit some time there before you make a decision about whether you should um, stay or whether you should go. Yeah, I think that's super important. And I and I almost think back to like the the Great Commission for yeah. to use kind of some Christianese totally. there of of God of Jesus telling us to make go and make disciples. And yes, mm-hmm. like going out into the world to the ends of the yeah. world and making disciples. But I think a lot of discipleship of yourself and to other people happens within the church. Yeah. Yeah. And so like what Sabina's like talking about being an engaged member of the church community, it's so different than just like once you find your church, this is kind of like next steps. Once you find that church, mm-hmm. this sort of goes along with the idea of the importance of it is not just sitting there once a week on a Sunday and then leaving, mm-hmm. not letting it impact your life, mm-hmm. but allowing yourself to be filled and then finding ways to use your gifts, whether it's like getting getting plugged into the small group, having lunch with people from church, yeah. finding different avenues to serve, like to be near on the worship team, like wherever you feel gifted to give so that Mm -hmm. discipling and then also discipleship of yourself is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, it's not just for that moment of conversion, but like the continual allowing, like that's how I feel like the spirit is moving. It's that slow, gradual change that's happening over time. And that can happen. Like we were saying in your quiet time with the Lord, but that's just one part of it. I feel like, especially for like, I know in my life as an extrovert and being like relational, I took this um, spiritual pathways uh, test, which I'll Mm -hmm. link in the description here. Um, It's a really cool way to sort of figure out the different way God has wired people to Mm -hmm. feel connect and feel closer to him. And for people who are extroverted and maybe more relational, I mean, we're all relational to an extent, but are a little more like external processors or more relational. Mm -hmm. Like that is huge, at least for me and like growing closer to the Lord and feeling like I can connect with other people. Um, Because you, and I are, you know, sisters in Christ, but we're in, like, the reality is we're in other states. We're in very busy seasons of life, and we can be there for each other to an extent, but to have Mm -hmm. that immediate community and be engaged in that, I just think is, like, so important, especially in the time and age that we're in that is so Mm -hmm. divided, so fearful, um, being attacked. Like, I think the church is being attacked now more than ever. We've seen leaders fall. We've seen Mm -hmm. all of this stuff, and it's, like, the importance of like fighting this fight, you yeah. need to be plugged in. Like you yeah. need to find that. And I'm, yeah. I'm preaching to myself right now saying that. I know, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and I, um, I'm like, I'm an introvert. And so I'm the opposite of Brenna. And um, so being an introvert, I like that space, but I still realize that 
I need to, you know, go and look for a church and look for community. Um, it's really hard. You know, some seasons are really, really hard. Um, but to do your best and um, to do what you know is good for you is is important. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so we're wrapping up our time mm. here. I know we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think this is definitely a hard space that people, mm-hmm. especially in their 20s, can be going through. Yeah. Um, whether you are, you know, a young you know, single or you're married, have like three kids at 24, whatever stage of life you're in, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things to consider in finding a church. Um, But I hope that you have found this conversation and podcast encouraging and helpful in your journey um, in, in getting plugged in, but, uh, would love to hear from you and engage and hear your thoughts about this podcast, about topics you want to hear about. So please, 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 you can be old school and send me an email at soulthingspodcast at gmail.com, or we have an Instagram page, soul underscore things underscore podcast. Feel free to send a like, make a comment, DM me, slide into those DMs, whatever you feel. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Sabina, for being on here. I uh, wish we could just keep chatting all day, but super, super grateful for your time with us. Thank you, Brenna. And yeah, thank you so much. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.